been a good friend of mine But lately something's changed It ain't hard to define Just he's got himself a girl And I wanna make her mine And she's watching him with those eyes And she's loving with that body I just know it And he's holding her in his arms Late, late at night Oh, tonight's subject, JB, what is it? Oh, Sammy, this is Jay Jovi, who are you? Sammy Hardon. Tonight's subject, guys, on the 80s montage is cover band staples of the 80s. And then what did we call it? The way... The way well, they would have read that before they clicked through. Maybe, but it sounds funnier when we say it. Oh, we we, we wish Jesse's oh. girl would fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what? I love this subject because we we know all about it. Yes, that's right. Yes, and all and the look, other songs. And look, it sort of allows us to take a little bit of personal responsibility. You know, we've we've kind of reinforced some of these cliches in a way. But there, look, there are um, there are songs that we in Rewind Eighties just refuse to do. And there's so- songs that you hear a lot of other cover bands playing uh, from the 80s. I don't know why. I don't know why because they're not like – it's not like they're sort of musically special or anything, but fucking hell, they make your ears bleed, some of these. Yeah, well, look, I'm at, a, at an age where I've done cover bands for 35 years. Jesse's yeah. Girl is not the one that annoys me the most. I no, actually well, don't look. get annoyed by it because – who the fuck sings this in our band? You or me? Me. Me. Do you sing Jesse's Girl? Oh, okay. Yes. Can't remember. What Gee, song I'm glad do it I? Was fucking memorable. Well, I used to do it before you joined the band, and I don't mind singing it. But do you like uh, singing yes. it? I do because it's like storytelling, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's a but bit um, of fun. Oh, and I and I don't mind a bit of uh, Ricky Springfield. He's harmless. He's good looking. Yeah. Good old Aussie Rick. But a lot of cover band. You have to Richard do this. Springfield. Oh, I, I have no Richard. idea. Richard's not very rock and roll. Yeah, Dick Springfield. You know. You yeah, yeah. You with me? Yeah. Ricky. With me? Let old Ricky. Yeah, Dick Springfield. <laughs> I don't know, but all I know is that song has made him a fucking household name. It's made us a lot of money as well, hasn't well, it? You know what? Everyone should buy this cunt a house because we fucking owe him the money. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, Every absolutely. cover band him up. Look, and it's a type of song. This is the problem with cover bands, right, and punters. I love punters, but they can't hear the difference between a shit version of Jessie's Girl and a good version of Jessie's Girl. Nah, they can't nah, hear just, it. Yeah, it's just like the recognition, like, oh, I know this song. The opening riff. That's it. Yep. Dong, dong, da, dong, da, dong. You know what I mean? And, yep. you know, every band, whether they're shit, they're fucking fantastic, you don't have to put much effort into doing Jesse's Girl as long as you fucking sing it and you play it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, exactly. 
because yeah, there's a lot of keyboards song. in this. A lot of keyboards Absolutely. in this. And cover yes. bands do not put the keyboards in it if they don't have a player. They don't feel the need to put the keyboards in. No. You can't just put a guitar in there well, instead they, of a keyboard. That's what ha- that's what's happened for years. I don't know where they And I think I think bands think they're being more edgy by putting like another guitar in instead of a key and it's like, nah, it just sounds fucking shit. Like it's yeah. a different instrument. You can't just suddenly, you know, replace it with a guitar and like, oh, just as good if not better because it's not. Usually it's because they can't find a keyboard player. That's right, or a good They're one fucking, at least, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. but I can't yeah, say. Yeah, we've we've got the best one in our band. Yeah, much well, our... that's that's the truth. I did see a going off the subject. I did see a version of uh, I'm not going to mention any names. Um, fucking Billy Idol's. What is it? What's the fucking Billy Idol song? I'm starting to lose my brain. Yeah, what's the one that we do? In about. That happened in about 1987. 1987. Um, um, fucking not White Wedding. What's the other? Rebel Yell. I saw a version of Rebel Yell online with fucking no keyboards and I was tortured by it. Uh, was it's it like, like an emo version or what? No, it was an Australian version. Oh, I don't, I don't want to know. Nah. Was it some kind of voice person or, or something? Well, no, I'm not going to mention it, but well-known people. People that I love too, but I just can't do no keyboards in Rebel Yell. Yeah, yeah. So, Well, let's dive in, mate. We're largely talking from experience with these because it's just the songs that kind of fucking hang off our ear from the 80s and that, you know, we can't bear to do ourselves, but cover bands love them. And not only cover bands, wedding bands... Fucking duos yes. and trios that program yes. all the fucking shit. Function Wedding band, bands. function bands. Function yes. bands 15 years ago would not have played Jesse's Girl. It was all fucking brown-eyed girl. There was no fucking Jesse's Girl. There was only a brown eye <laughs> in the situation. I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right? Brown-eyed girl. There was no Jesse's Girl. There was only a brown eye. <laughs> It's as brown as a bear. That's you right. You should see so a brown eye. People are starting to fucking, I mean, look, good <laughs> song. No, no brainer. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's crack in, shall we? What, what have do you we got, got down the list? What do you uh, want to go first? You go for it, baby. Ladies first. Okay. I'm going to call Don't Change by In Excess. How the oh. fuck? How the fuck did that become In Excess's biggest fucking cover band tune? How did it happen? I think it's the intro. I think it's the maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because it's like caught it kind of mysterious and like, oh, here it comes. You and know. then it, yeah, it takes you on this roller coaster. Yeah. Still not the best In Excess In Excess song, really. When you think <laughs> in about excess. it. Yeah, in Excess, yeah, even doing it. You're doing it in excess. In <laughs> you know, excess. You know that Irish band. My body's band. starting to reject me talking about this stuff. <laughs> what about the Irish band One Two? I love them. I love them um, too. In excess and One Two. In excess <laughs> and Rick fucking Springy. Ah <laughs> oh, God. In excess. Um, I agree. I agree. It's not their. It's not their best one. 
And and this is where we've got to do an in excess episode down the track. Yeah, that's right. Uh, definitely, and we'll we'll get our friend Dallas back for that one because it's sort of this sort of this is exactly our point. In excess had so many albums before Kick, yeah. before 1987, and they were fucking incredible. You know, before they were one of the you know one of the four biggest bands in the world. They were like a they were like a garage band. They were like a punk band, like a post punk band. Yeah. And they were fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, Shabu um, Shabar, so I think this album came off, which was Shabu fucking incredible. Shabar. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, a fucking and right. and I have heard people do don't change with keyboards on track or and it's fucking horrid, you know. I remember, Foo Fighters did a cover of it, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Is it Foo Fighters? Greenspoon did a cover of it. That's right. I didn't think much of it, to be honest. I do like Greenspoon, but you got to uh, have those like beautiful, fat, chunky keyboards. Once again, I didn't know where that was going. Yes, but big, but, fat, um, chunky keyboard yeah. up your arm. You need a big, fat, chunky keyboard. Chunkier. So we have done other in excess tracks. And we still do, but we did try Mystify about 10 years ago at the fucking Croxton. Yep. The Croxton, because we were there every Friday, so we started throwing different that's songs in. That's a good song, in. but yeah, that's a good song. Went but once over again, everyone's I don't head. think it's their best. It's not their best, I but it was just something different. My favourite in excess song, and it's actually hard to do in a cover band, is. Um, was it? What is that? Dun, 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 original Sin. Yeah, Original Sin. Yeah. That's my favourite. We have done a lot. Yes, I know where you're going. Yep. Maddie, so, you're very vocal tonight. You should yeah. come out. You should grab a mic. Yeah, you should, Maddie, tonight. Right into well, the show. On. Right into the talk. show, people, and demand that Maddie makes his debut onto this show. But isn't it interesting that since the In Excess movie comes out and all the biopics, yep. then In Excess cover bands are fucking huge and yes. some of them aren't fucking great either, you know? No, look, very, very difficult band to try to imitate. Very you know? difficult band. I mean, there's a few that can do it well, but I've, you know, when I, when I work with venues and they tell me how fucking egotistical they are because they start thinking they're in excess, yeah. I actually believe them because it's just something that people think they are. Like when you play in a character, um, you can tend to get a little bit caught up in it. And especially with yeah. tribute bands, tribute bands are the fucking worst. Um, yeah. And they will do that whole, with the wig on, I'm a fucking superstar. Yeah. We didn't even try to be that when we were doing the fucking puppets. We were yeah. just doing the puppets and we were fucking running around hiding from people, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember my Jewish reception band coming to the spot and Jackie was in the line in the dunny and Jackie heard a conversation and it went like this. Jackie went, oh, she said to – because it was – wasn't it the spot had male and female toilets together? They were. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So the she LMH said to Darren, yeah, that's right. She said to Darren, oh, Sammy's in this band. And someone went, oh my God, do you know the band? Do you fucking know the band? How do you know the band? <laughs> like she could not believe 
that the punters were losing their shit. We did, was the we person didn't. was that deaf. guy deaf? Yeah, the unit of the boon. <laughs> um, and I mean, I will say I've got some pretty good was he action. Irish? He was Irish. Yeah, I've got some pretty good action out of playing some shit songs. That's great, especially at that venue. That's right. Maddie went to go into the male toilets in his outfit. <laughs> That's you right. fucking wish. Matt, Maddie reckons that he went into the male toilets in his uh, 80s Get stage up. gear, and and one of the security guards said, "Oh, you've gone into the wrong toilet, Schwitter." <laughs> yeah, you you wish, you wish. No, it would have been the truth. They couldn't Maddie tell female and male there. Yeah, no, that's right. They really couldn't tell. But um, we, um, yeah, don't change definitely. That Interesting sort of one, one that, isn't it? Yeah, it gets done a little too much. But so, you have to do it because it's such a sonically do. beautiful sounding song. And the Aussie audience expects it, don't they? Yeah, well, we kind of have. We have done all the hits and none of them have worked except for yeah. what we do with you. What's the other In Excess song? Never Tear Us Apart always works, but we do the other one as well. That's right. Well, it largely works because blood, bloody Brad does such a great job of it. He sounds like Hutch, like when he does it, you know. you got to pick your right covers when it comes to these bands. Exactly, exactly. But I do know that since those, the, you know, In Excess were the fucking hottest thing to talk about in on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, we had the In Excess show where they were looking for a new singer and all that shit. Fucking That's the marketing right. machine is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who won that? JD Fortune. Yeah. The Canadian guy. He was shit. You know what they should have done? You know what they should have done is that they were actually trying to make it work with Susie DiMarchi and I think that would have been fucking incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I, I they re- should have given they, it to a female they, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like put any dude in uh, after Michael Hutchins and they're just going to pale an example. So why even try to uh, compete, you know, like put a chick in there, especially somebody like Suze, and she would have been incredible. But, um, you know, good honour for bloody, um, you know, getting getting back amongst with back amongst it with the baby animals. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, John Stevens was probably the best one, but they had fucking Terence Trent Darby doing it. He was yeah, just they not did. right. But I yeah. did hear that he was really good friends with Hutchie, and that's what Hutchie would have enjoyed watching. But it was a bit, you know, down, little sister. Yeah. You know, he was a bit fucking jagged. Yeah, he was doing his thing and his he thing. He was doing didn't his quite fucking shit. That's right. Just a little now, bit. Now the next forced. one, Sammy. Yeah. The next one. This one makes my ears bleed. Okay, great. Uh, Angel in a centerfold. Okay, I've never done this song. I've never oh, done it. Oh, it's awful. I just hate it. I hate the original. I hate everything about it. Just like I hate the kind of. I hate the crowd vocals, like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like, oh, Just like, fucking shut up. Jesus. Oh. Oh, bless. Like, my brother, 
My blood runs cold. Just been Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You wish your fucking angel was a centerfold. It's all about the angel, though, isn't it? There's a lot of angel shit. There was some movie in the 80s where Angel Angel in a Centerfold was the it was the intro song to the film and the soundtrack. Yeah, right. And it was about it was about a chick who was in a magazine or something. I can't remember who it was, but if you know out there guys, write in, write in our social media and uh, let us know. That's plagued me since I was a child. Well, this is another good um, this is another good thing to bring up is that when they were in a soundtrack, that's when they became even bigger again. Exactly. Which was the problem. So you had, and I was just working with my little nephew today for his school assignment, remote learning. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody was his uh, his thing for his lesson. So we Fantastic. were working with that together, and I said to him, "Look, honey, you know Wayne's World was really the the movie that brought this track back. I think you should put that in your assignment." So the teacher's going to be. Think you should shut up. <laughs> he actually probably did. <laughs> um, and he said, "Oh, Wayne's World." I said, "Have you ever seen Wayne's World, honey?" And he goes, "No." Nah. I go, "Wayne's World, Wayne's World, fabulous, fabulous." You know, and he's looking at me like I was retarded. <laughs> and he was like, "Dad, it's happening again." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, and then I said, "Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody?" And he goes, "No," but. I haven't seen it. But I thought it was a really cool assignment because they broke it down organically. And I did say to him, look, these were the years where in the studio it was all organic and there was no Pro Tools or anything. They had to do 180 vocal takes and stuff, you know? Yeah, 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 true. Absolutely, absolutely. movie soundtracks are the way these songs have become fucking huge again. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So get your song into a bloody movie if you want to make it these days as a, as a band or a singer. That's it. Far out. Fucking out. Or into an ad. In, into a fucking ad. Oh, my God. Anyway, so let's talk about um, I've never done Centrefold, I have to say. There's some songs I have missed, though. I have missed certain songs like Oh, I have done Blister in the Sun a couple of times. I can't stand it, Sammy. Yeah. I can't stand that song. Blister in I the love sun. Violent Femmes, but I can, yeah, I it's can't. Shit house. Oh, it just shits me. Yeah. Oh, yeah every yeah, fucking yeah. band does it. Yeah. And they think they're so fucking cool doing it. Oh. But, you know, isn't it funny how some bands really love doing it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Look, I'm going to be naughty for a moment. I don't believe this song is an 80s song. But it always, Blister in the Sun makes me think of this other song and it also ties into the film soundtracks thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's that, it's that, um, um, when I don't get out tonight and I feel Stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle of you. It's at the beginning of Reservoir Dogs, remember? Yep, yep, Quentin yep, Tarantino. Yep. True. And bands fucking destroy that song. I don't quite, I don't half mind the original, but like after hearing so many bands sing it, I'm just like, no, no, no. I actually enjoy that song. Yeah, we I love do, it. 
Oh, no, I don't think Stuck in the Middle we're fucked in the arse at all. I think Stuck in the Middle was – it's a good starter to get people dancing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really good wedding song if you want the first dance and the old guys to know what you're doing because you've got yeah. – diff- Well, at a wedding – see, weddings, weddings 20 years ago, you would not have played songs like that. You would have played – Fucking um, under the boardwalk, shit like that. And we do like, and yes, we've only just begun. That's right. You would do the carpenters. You would do, um, yes. <laughs> Hope you White stay alive. Promises. Do you it's know the? <laughs> it's like <laughs> weddings have changed with their music. <laughs> yes, they have. They have, absolutely. And thank God too. Um, have you got another one, Sammy? <laughs> I was going to say we have to go summer of 69. We have, to, we have to mention it. Oh, you can't say that. Why? I fucking love that song. Do you I really? Love Brian, I, I love Brian Adams. I saw Brian Adams... Um, like a year ago at fucking the tennis centre at Rod La- at um, Margaret Court, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and he was fucking phenomenal. Oh, he's a phenomenal act. Yeah, yeah. But every single one of his songs, I was like, oh my god. And it's, uh, I guess, uh, the, the thing about, the thing I really love about Summer of '69 is the nostalgic theme to it. You know, thinking about the good old days and and how quickly they came and went and oh, I love that kind of shit. It always like really hits me in the heart. Similar to um, Jack and Diane, you know, John Mellencamp. Yeah. Talking about kind of hold on to 16 as long as you can and yeah. all of that. I love that kind of shit. It's, Look, it, I don't, it's it doesn't so annoy true. me. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't annoy me but if you don't fucking do it, it's a bit – It's in. It's. I think they're both in the key of D. Summer of 69 and Jesse's Girl from memory. Yeah, and that's if you probably don't why you play, like it. Yeah, D for dick. Um, <laughs> if you uh, just Summer of 69 is an interesting one because people will change the key because they can't quite sing the range. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we do it in the, I think I, yeah, I sing that one. So I've always sung it. I've never really, oh, you know what? Zach Zedris would sing it quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have to mention Zachy because we did write to him and say, what are your cover band staples? And he sent about 53 of them. Zachy, Zachy, where are you? Zachy, Zachy, playing the dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, God, you're good. I know, um, right. I rhyme. I know I don't smell bird toast. Shut the fuck did, up. Did you fart, you filthy pig? No. Yeah. <laughs> or coins or pennies. Buddy. Maddie just said if you're having a stroke, you can smell burnt toast. Yeah. So Summer 69. I, I edited a clip this week for work and um, it was like they were th- th- they were sort of all thanking the boss, like, thank you know, thank the boss day. And I had to put together all the clips of people thanking their boss, like, thank you guys for all the good work and like all that shit. Anyway, like one of the blokes, it was like he had a mini stroke halfway, halfway through his little message, like... Uh, uh, just like to say uh, happy, um, uh, thank you. I'd just like to say thank you and uh, 
And it's just oh. like, Jesus. You know how, like, if you take a moment too long, it's just like, what the fuck's happening to this guy? Yeah, anyway, there we go. Poor little thing. That's right. All right, so have you finished um, laying into 69? I, I used to love singing. I used to love singing Sammy and Maddie in a 69. Did you? Yeah. I've never heard that. But that's right, you didn't. Yeah, I used to do. Um, I used to do Nikki and Candy in a 69. But oh, I used to do everyone. Okay. Becky and Pixie in a 69. Oh, God. <laughs> Is Johnny it about and Mickey 69? And, oh, no, no one would believe that. Hey? Like it's, it's never, um, I always think of 69ing when I sing this song, but it's nothing, it's not really about that, is it? Is it? I thought it, I thought it was about 1969. No, it's the summer of, it's the summer that they both growled each other out at the same time. Didn't you know that? Nah. Yes, he was. He's fucking old. He's older than. No, he is old. Sixty something, honey. He's Brian he's Adams old. is sixty something. Check it. It's about the year sixty nine. He's looking it up, and Brian Adams is a fucking old prick. He's yeah, older than you Rick. You don't know. You don't know nothing, Granddad. He's he's um. He'd be fifty eight, sixty. He's old. He's got I sort reckon? of um, a very pale complexion. That's fucking old. Well, if he was born in 1959, yeah, when he was 10, what were they called? The Skinners? <laughs> oh. You see? Well, he what? what so you think he. So you it think is. he. Oh, so you think he was 69 in at 10, do you? Is that what he's written it about? For a whole summer. <laughs> yeah, the song is about. Really? Yeah, the song oh, is about prick. a long period spent. Oh, well, going that's why people down. like it then. That's We've right. We've just worked that bit, out. It's, it's I a bit cheeky. I did not cheeky. know that. Cheeky. Oh. Can we we should be. Cheeky, we should be. You know what? We should be 69ing on stage and doing that from, well, from now on. Well, if you on. can talk one of the boys into it. But <laughs> <laughs> if we oh, had room, look, you that's make true. Room. You make you make room, room. Don't you, for a 69. You could. You maybe, make time maybe, and you make room. You know, one of the vertical make, ones. Make room. So he was... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I never knew that. I thought it was about 1969. Nah, no. See, it's it's called poetry. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, that's right. Clever disguise for filth. That's right. And it was so big in the year it came out, it was the only song on the jukebox in northern New South Wales. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that's true, that's and true. And I, for a joke, put it in ten times to see if anyone noticed and no one noticed in the pub that we put it in <laughs> ten times. It just kept playing uh, and no one complained. Too busy playing the pokies. Yes. Oh, people would have been like going, yeah. like, watching the video, fucking. <laughs> Unreal. Giving themselves a numbat. We got All another right, track. So, yes, we do. We sure do. Um, I'm going to pick on a girl now. Yep. 
because I believe in equality. So, um, look, we are known for doing this one a time to time, and I do like this song as well. It is a cover. Can I guess? It's a cover. Okay. But I don't know what it is. I love cock and balls. <laughs> yeah, I love rock and roll. You don't like it's it? Sort of, it's, all, it's always played too slow. It's got to be. It's got to be exactly the speed that she does. Uh, that they do it, or a, a little bit faster, but like never a little bit slower. It's just like, oh, Who? come on. Oh. I don't know. Um, I think I think I love I think I love rock and roll is quite a cool song though. I actually do. It is really a cool like song. It. it is a cool song. None of these songs I'm saying is shit, right? No, yeah, no, None no. None of no. these songs we're saying is shit. We're saying that they <laughs> they get done by people that should probably still keep trying to perfect Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. To be honest, you know. Well, what I don't I'm think you know what I'm many. Girly singers have enough growl in their voice. Like you have to really have a growl. Yeah, 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 and yeah. If, and un- if you don't, unless have you can it, go it down becomes, there naturally, Ooh. it just doesn't sound. Because she was quite nah. masculine, yeah, um, and a fantastic a lesbian. A lesbian. Yes, we love. Is that. she a lesbian or is oh, she? Uh, God yes. God yes. No, no, lesbian. She wouldn't go near right. a man. Who's met her? Is Hasn't she? Batesy met her or? Zach's met her or someone has. I'm, I thought I knew someone who slept with her, but, it, you know. Could have. She's yeah. out here enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's out here a lot. She loves Australia. Good on her. Now, tell me something. Mm. Is is Susie Quattro a lesbian? No, married. Fucking hell. I think she married an Aussie, her manager. Really? Yeah, because she got a, married. She's a lovely bloke. She's a yeah. very... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? She is. True. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Mm. I, I love Susie, but she's another yeah. masculine. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Um, well, I'm fine with that one, really. What have you got? Well, I have fucking run to paradise. Run to paradise. Fucking that's their only hit. It's shit? No, it's not. Oh, really? Fucking no, they also awesome. do like, they also do that, um, oh, what's their other song, their other big hit? They didn't have another big hit. They did. They had fucking, uh, they had, um, oh, what was it called? Boys will be boys. Oh, yeah, that was all right. Boys will be boys. It hardly reached the fucking t- surface, though. No one goes and does that song though. Choir boys. No. Yeah. I lyrically I don't like it, but I love I love his voice. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah I don't like uh, I've never I've Yeah, well it's about smack run to paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he talks about his mum. Catching him and Be- shit like that. Begging him not to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's running yeah, to it paradise. Is. It's a, yeah, running down and scoring and then, um, you know, soaking up the drugs. 
And Jenny was a name we heard a lot in the 80s. Jenny was a yeah. very popular name. Yeah. Uh. Is Jenny <laughs> is Jenny code for something, Maddie? You'd know. No, I think there was a lot of Jennies. <laughs> Jennies in the 80s. There was 8675309. That's a great song. Yeah, See, it more, is. I'm more that way. And I uh, like, yeah. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I love that trashy rock. I love the trashy rock, but we've sometimes we've got to do Run to Paradise, um, and we don't do it that great in our band. I have to say it. We don't fucking do it that well. We we the solos always shit, and we don't really care for it much because a lot of these songs you got to remember. You don't have to try that hard with them. Yeah. Be- which is really unfortunate because then what happens with cover bands is you can do them even better than other people, but at the end of the day it comes down to the marketing of the band because everyone does the same set list. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and if you are $1,000 more than another band that will play those shit songs, that client will go with that band. Pretty much. Unless, you know what I mean? So... You've got to also do your songs that everyone does but a bit of extra sort of spice. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you've got like, for us, that would be Jump by Van Halen. That's an impossible song to do live without a great keyboard player. Yes, yeah, true, absolutely. But, yeah, so I, I fucking don't like Run to Paradise much, but I understand people love it. Right, okay. Okay, well, look, um, we mentioned this band just before via code, by, by, you know, Sammy Speak. You too, where the streets have no name. I've heard this attempted, and Maddie and I have even played this in in one of our bands. Um, uh, And it is a difficult song. It's got a very particular timing in the intro. And once again, if you don't have a good keyboard player, you might as well forget about it. But even then, it's a difficult song with the timing, the changes. Uh, and if your if your bass player and your guitarist are not completely kicked out, look, and the drummer, if, the, if those guys are not all completely locked in with each other, you're fucked. And, you know, one rhythm will drift, drift out from the other and it's just like... It's just a complete abomination before the singer's even sung a note. And um, look, it's a high song. It is a, it, it's a big sing. And especially sort of, it's, it's not a short song. So you get to the end where it's like, still building and burning down love. And, and if the singer can't sing that fucking note like I just couldn't, it's just like bloody nail, nails on a chalkboard. Oh my God. Is it a staple song though? I feel it is. I've seen it played. Really? Yeah, I've seen I, it played. You two has never worked for us. I've never uh, seen no. you two work. And well, even it's difficult. Zach Sedris will say you can do a U two cover and no one fucking cares, unless mm. you're a U two cover band. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And look, really, fans of U two can still go and see U two. You know what I mean? They. They. Um. They can still go and see the real thing. So why the fuck would they want to hear? Well, they some can't shit in Australia unless they come out here. No, but they might get on a plane. 
Yeah, what, COVID-19 play? Well, not now. I'm talking <laughs> in general. I'm talking in general. You know? Just, I've never sat down and gone, we need to do you 2 We've tried. Yeah. People don't get it. People don't get it. You nah. 2 is similar to In Excess where you have to do the right song. Yeah, um, yeah. New Year's Day. Okay, so this is a story for you. New yeah. Year's Day, I must have sent out 12 fucking emails to the band about doing New Year's Day, which was in Ballarat one year, right? We're in Ballarat. And yeah. I've sent 12 fucking emails, right? And with New Year's, you've got to make sure that you play the song after New Year's. You don't play it before. And yeah. you might have a set list and then you've got to cut out three songs because it's nearly 12 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I've said to the band... We're going to do New Year's, New Year's Day. We're going to be, you know, we'll do you 2 as the song instead of some other fucking stupid song. And our drummer at the time decided that to forget this whole conversation I'd had with him and the whole band. So we go, we do the countdown, which I'm shit at at any time. I'm bad at it. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to kick into New Year's Day. And he starts Never Gonna Give You Up by fucking Rick Astley. What the fuck? And we turn around and I fucking screamed so loud at him and I went, what the fuck are you doing? I'd send out that many emails and he goes, what, what? I didn't want to play that, all right? So this dumb cunt thought he didn't want to play it and the whole band had to follow him because we're fucking psychopathic or fucking... What the fuck? What the fuck? It, I telepathic, right? And psych, and he was psychopathic, um, and we fucked that whole fucking whole smart idea of doing U two New Year's Eve because he fucking um, forgot, and it was so embarrassing what for a him. Cock. For what cock. A and that was the start of my hating him. That just started that was happy. the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. That's right. Yeah. But he uh. then told me off. Who was fucking paying him that he didn't feel like playing it. It wasn't that he forgot. Like, why did you say I forgot? I'm really You're sorry. You're there to do a fucking job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's three minutes of your fucking life. We were just trying to be a new sort of thing. But but um, yeah. I think we ended up doing it, but it is a hard song to play. All you 2 songs are hard to play. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's another one for you. Mm-hmm. This is an Aussie one, and these guys are a big favourite. Hoodoo Gurus with What's My Scene. And another thing I've been wondering lately. You always hear cover bands doing it. Slowed down a bit now, though. Yes, I reckon the last yeah, five true. years it hasn't been as cool. I've yeah, never done no, it. Absolutely. I've never done it. Yeah. I don't mind the track, though. I, I'm not hugely into them. If they were playing and I was in Cairns or Broome or Darwin or something and they were at the pub next door, I'd like go, oh, I don't fucking... But I'm not going to go and see them in Melbourne, you know? I don't think they play that much anymore. <laughs> I don't think they play that much they anymore. They do. They do. Do they? They do. <laughs> they do. They do, they're out there. And I've got nothing against them. They're not, oh, they're just, oh, I don't don't know what it is about the hoodoo gurus. 
I just kind of can't do it. Well, they're um, bogan surfy music, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I love My Girl. That was one of their first singles and the, the video clip was of greyhounds and they were walking the greyhounds around the greyhound. <laughs> and it was the best, cutest video because he was talking about his dog. Yeah. My girl don't love me at all. And I love that song because I love the video clip of this just simple video. Yeah. And then they yeah. started to get a little bit commercial where they dressed up as the village people and started singing What's My Scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. And do we really need to change sort of that kooky. dramatically? Yeah. I remember hearing them on the radio when I was a little kid doing a radio interview. And... Um, for some reason, I loved the name Hoodoo Gurus because it was just like, oh, that kind of falls off your, you know, that kind of rolls off your tongue. They, they yeah. must be cool. And I heard the interview and even as a kid, I was like, wow, that is the most boring fucking interview I've ever heard. They, they, um, they got, I mean, they, they had a boring interviewer as well. They, the interviewer asked the question that is, so so boring which was like why did you call your band um hoodoo guru you know like asking the band asking the band to explain why they named themselves that name is the most boring fucking question what's more bands get asked that question by lazy interviewers Every fucking time. So if you're on tour and you're sort of playing all little towns and you're sort of doing interviews, promotional interviews with local radio stations, they, they're going to be asking in every single town. You know what I mean? And these, and to their credit, the guys actually said on the radio, they, they asked them, they asked them at the beginning, why did you call yourselves Hoodoo Gurus? And I can't even remember the answer. And then later in the interview. She asked them, she asked them, um, do you guys ever get asked really annoying questions in interviews? And the guy said, yeah, we do actually. <laughs> we've been asked, we've been asked one of our most hated uh, questions at the beginning of this interview. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, good on him actually. Good on him. Yeah, look, I wouldn't even, I couldn't even tell you why they named the Hoodie Gurus. I can't even remember. So, I, but me, see, I don't need fucking constant excl- explanation about things like that. I can kind of listen to a metaphorical name or, you know, lyrics in a song that don't make sense and stuff and live with it, just enjoy the song and and just kind of suspend my understanding of what it means and and just sort of roll with it, you know what I mean? You don't. I, I, I guess it's kind of living in the information age like we do and you're used to sort of constant explanation and constant info, too much information, uh, you know. So people kind of expect, they have an expectation that things are going to be over-explained, you know. Hmm. Are you, well, how are you doing tonight? Good? I thought <laughs> that... Well, I got a lot of when you when did I interviewed just wake Hazel up, didn't you? I've seen the No, no, photos. no, I'm just listening because I think some of the questions I've heard other people ask have been yeah. fucking boring and it hasn't been what's the name of your band. They've been no. probably a lot worse. We used and to get asked involved. in 10,000. We used to get asked every single interview we'd do. And really right. like it's it's 10,000. It's not that 
it's not that full on and wacky where you need to know. You know, you know what I mean? It's not because that's as much money as we've made. Yeah, that's right. Ten thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah, when we make that much, we're going <laughs> to retire. You can actually take the piss out of it. Oh, you know, oh, you can it's... live in Bali for a year for fourteen thousand Australian dollars. I'm thinking about it. Really? No, yeah. I wouldn't live there for fourteen thousand. Wouldn't you? You might be going in three years' time, though, babes. I might. So I'm going to talk about a track that I fucking hate. All right. People love it. That's great. Footloose. Kenny fucking Loggins. You know it works though, doesn't it? Of course it does. They took us a long time. Took us a long time to get to the Footloose train. Yeah. We. We did resist yeah. that for about 10 years. Um, I can say that we haven't put much effort into it. I think, you know. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, we, we actually don't. haven't. We um, signal the wrong lyrics. We don't give a shit. I know it's not a great <laughs> selling point for the band, but. No, it's not. It's I not a huge glowing endorsement. Fully we don't aware, give a shit. Yeah, fully aware that the punter of today with this, so many information, so many cover bands, Cannot hear the difference. So why the fuck am I going to put in a fucking difference to Footloose, right? And not only that, you can have five fat cunts with their guts hanging out over their jeans doing Footloose and they're the fucking best band in the world. We come out looking like fucking supermodels. I know that all you guys are incredible looking. They don't fucking see it because you're too fucking hard to pick up. That's why. They'd rather go for the fat cunts. Sammy, I basically lay in the piss trough at the end of every gig. You know, (laughs) how easy to get do I actually have to play? Well, the problem is with today is that in the 80s you had to dress up in a band and nowadays you don't, right? So you can go out in a pair of jeans and T-shirt. That was a big thing in the 90s, Um, which is fucking shit house. But that's the way people dress. So the whole situation's sort of gone backwards a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That people don't yeah. see the difference. If you put into some effort, mm. uh, they go, oh, yeah, that's... Oh, but what about fucking the fuckwits from fucking Dandenong? They're fucking great. <laughs> and it's uh, like, yeah, but they're not. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> the fuckwits from yeah. Dandenong. Now, Love I reckon it. it's high time to have an ad break. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah? Lovely. We've got a ripper. We've got a ripper. Well, let's give it a play and see what you think. Lovely. You gotta work it hard to be a solo man. You're gonna take the lead and make the others follow. You're gonna keep in shape to be a solo man. And when you got a thirst for it. Tangy Lemon Solo. Bite on the fizz so you can slam it down fast. You face the challenge. You've earned the reward. You've got to crack a solo! What a fucking commercial, eh? So you can slam it down hard, down your fucking neck. Mate, I'm no solo man, but I've cracked a solo a few times in my life. I've cracked a solo in the car coming home today. Did ya? Yeah, I think That's it was the a- vibration. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, yeah. what a cute ad. 
Oh, yeah. Well, cute would not be the way I'd describe it. It's very manly, isn't it? It makes me a bit sort of, ooh. It's a little bit homoerotic, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think I like manly things where they try to be tough actually kind of turn out to be really gay, <laughs> you know? Well, it's hilarious. they did cast the same guy about 15 times, the blonde guy with the moustache. Was that the it same was- dude? It wasn't the same dude, but they got the same type of guy. And he always had his balls over to the left, didn't he? Did you notice that? Well, he's in a canoe. I can't see his balls, babe. Uh, If you look hard enough and pause it enough times, you can see it. Now, we have heard that this is a father of someone very popular. One of the the solo men. Yeah. We have. (laughs) One of the solo men, yes. Men, that's right. Uh, amazing comedian Joel Creasy. I love Joel Creasy. So do I. I love him too. Yeah. Now Fucking you would fantastic. not think of sort of the offspring of the solo man would be Joel Creasy. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> would you? No. Hey? But I think that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. So I think one of them looks a bit like Joel. I'm not sure. I think it was more the well, 70s. Well, that was probably his dad. That was, yeah, but there were so many of these commercials. So many of these commercials. And really good jingle. And it just, everything was in yellow. We love that. We love a bit of yellow. It was hot. It was fucking hot. But That's where you needed something you could slam down hard. It was nice solo. Did you like solo though? I thought solo Um, was really refreshing. I think it was lovely for a hot day. But um, you you can get it these days with um, completely no sugar in it and it tastes exactly the same. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's true that it's kind of less fizzy. It's less carbonated. Well, that's what they say in the jingle. That's right. Light on the fizz so you can slam it down hard. Fucking bull. Fucking slam it down. I can be light on the fizz sometimes. Can ya? Yeah. Can uh, slam me down hard if you really try. Oh, God, I hope I never find out. But so Joe's dad now owns a chain of McDonald's restaurants. Right. In Perth, I think. Is that I think right? It's Perth. Is it Perth, mm. Maddie? Perth. So Joe, I think, is an incredible comedian. I, Joel fucking hell. Yeah, I love Joe. <laughs> I love he, Joe Crossley. <laughs> I love Joe and Joel. <laughs> yeah. I love Jill Crossley. She's. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even drunk I'm, and I can't get names <laughs> right tonight. You've I'm just not woken even up, drunk. you poor old no, thing. No, I haven't. I've, I've uh, kind of got up I've, and had um, a coffee. I've come for my virtual work drinks. They, they were good. Oh, they were good. That's even they better. They were great. Did I tell Bloody you before beautiful. there was one, <laughs> one chick was just written off. So we're all doing like. Um, you know, it's a school, yeah, and I teach performing arts. Um, so I'm sort of the resident weirdo. And um, you, the teachers, it's quite a conservative environment, uh, school. Um, and so you're not used to this kind of thing. But uh, I'm not sure if you know this guys out there. You may know it. Teachers in their spare until time. You fuck one of them. That's right. Teachers in their spare time are fucking alcoholics. They're like nurses. Nurses are the same. See, you can understand, though, the pressure those people are under and they'd just be listening to fucking meh, meh, meh 
all day. So, yeah, the first thing you'd, you'd want to have a, a sort of six pack behind the, the 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 driver's seat to have one on the way home. Basically, you know, not driving. I'm not saying driving. Anyone that works with children should deserve every fucking alcohol beverage on the planet. That's right. It's That's not right. an easy job. That's what I said to Rolf Harris. Um, I regret it now. <laughs> oh, um, dear me. Yeah, so, all right, let's keep kicking on. I love the solo man. <laughs> I love the solo man. Let's keep going. Have you got a, your next ripper? I do. I've got a few rippers. Um, right. I'm just trying to think. Rain by fucking dragon. Give me a gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I love the yeah, keyboards yeah, in that. Yeah. You know, I had, uh, I actually had "April Sun in Cuba" by Dragon. That's another one that sort of gets pulled out and um, just not done properly, pretty much. And it's seventies, I think, too. That one. Oh, it is April too. Sun in Cuba. Good call. Yeah. There, there are a few tonight. <laughs> well, that's right. Dragon can really fucking oh. need to get a little bit of a rehearsal in. Poor old Mark. Singing down from on high. Uh, there are a few. Which Mark? Few... What? Which Mark are you talking about? Mark Hunter oh, from well, Dragon. Yeah, well, fucking uh, Mark Williams is in Dragon now. So they're both Marks. But he's not dead. He's not, but he's still shit. Wish I was. <laughs> but, but, um, but there are a few songs that you sort of think are 80s songs. But they're not, and they 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 fall into this category, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm at, at at a bit of a loss because if only I could mention my Sharona, if only I could mention Kaysan, but they're 70s songs. Yeah, yeah. We're just uh, looking at the 80s ones, but definitely band staples for sure. Yeah. But if we're going to go there and we're going to go Barnsley, we should really look at Working Class Man. Yes. And that would absolutely. be the 80s staple. Um, yes. Heard that being fucking. Actually, I've. The, the, it's not so much the singing that annoys me with that song. It's the piano and the keyboards and how yeah. people play it. I've seen Barnsley's players be fucking shit at it. You know. Really. We've, really? Oh god, yeah. Um, what the piano song or just the accuracy sort of? The, just the, the, the way they sound? play it. They don't play the, the sound? right. No, not the sound. The right parts. It's just. Fucking really? not how it goes. We've sat there and gone, that's not how it goes. But, you know, Working Class Man is a hard song to sing yeah. um, because you you have to sort of do a couple of Barnsley's afflictions. But That's right. I remember they did Working Class Man on The Voice one year and they went on oh. about it. Oh, my God, you've just sung Working Class Man and I'm sitting there going, it's not that fucking hard, mate. As a yeah. Chip. Yeah, a yeah, guy, yeah. Um, yeah. And this is an artist that we can see every week in Melbourne, but people yep. can play it until the cows come home. Yeah. It just works. Yeah. It's I, a no brainer. I absolutely love this song. Um, we, 10,000 supported Chisel um, when they played a gig in Sydney. Uh, and. I remember when it was playing, like watching before we went on, and I had tears streaming down my face. Mm, right. Wow. I know, it's, I know. It's the bogan in me. I fucking love that song. I love that song. 
And it was just kind of it, it just kind of excitement, like, oh my god, I've always loved this song since I was a little kid, and here I am supporting the 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 band, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I had I was very emotional that day. Absolutely, as you should be, from coming yeah. from the Cane region of Queensland. Very true. Very, you know, very true. There was true. a lot of fucking sugar cane in the video, and you <laughs> lived there, mate. So it, you know, it, I would have connected. Right. I would have connected with a bit of sugar cane in the video. Exactly. Do you know my... Burning do you know your my, own sugar cane? Do you know my English immigrant grandfather? Yeah. After fighting in the war and being captured by the Germans when he was 16 and held in a prison of war, came to Australia, um, you know, obviously when the war ended, and the first job he got was as a cane cutter. And that's what sort of that's that's how we sort of ended up up north there. Oh fuck off! Really, I so was we, only yeah. joking. Nah, you can go and fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. You, I'm not joking. I'm not pissed off though. You fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, but I I think that's amazing that there's a similar story that I'm taking the piss. Yeah, no, no, it's very close to home. Wow, it's very close to home. Yeah, yeah, and he well, he actually. Yeah, yeah. So he actually, my, my grandfather was like, he kind, he got a, he got a promotion to, to be sort of the, um, you know, basically he got paid a little bit more to sort of uh, supervise the blokes and stuff because he had really nice handwriting, and the other blokes uh, didn't. Right. So they thought, oh well, he's got nice handwriting. He must be sort of educated, you know, sort of post-war yes. kind of thing. So yeah, interesting. I wonder if he. Uh, I wonder you know, if he enjoyed Australia. When someone is so intelligent, and they seem so smart, and then they show you a letter they've written or their handwriting, mm-hmm. and it's fucking like a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah, it throws that whole perspective. Are you really intelligent? Out the window. And I don't know. And I don't know why we do it. I don't know why we are judgmental of people if they can't spell or they can't. Their writing's really messy, or they or they mispronounce words or whatever. <laughs> um, but you know, but but somebody can somebody can be like shit ass at maths. Like I I I struggle with fucking basic addition. You know what I mean, and and but like people don't judge you in the same way if you're bad as, at math than if you're bad at like you know writing and because we were told to judge people when we went to school. You were yeah. taught how to write you write properly, and then if yeah. you couldn't um, write properly, you you won no awards. You didn't get yeah. anything. You know, well, I, I remember I, it being I fucking, quite. I can hardly tell the time. I'm I'm so bad with numbers. It's not funny. Yeah, no, I'm alright yeah. with numbers. I just can't spell. Yeah, at all. <laughs> right. And I can't talk properly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So interesting, isn't it? Um, another another Aussie big Aussie cover band staple. It's kind of one of those songs that you go overseas and you say, I'm from Australia. And what do they say? But, oh, you come from the land down under. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Holy that's very shit. true. Holy shit. Even yep. now, I was in New York um, two years ago and um, we were at the top of the Empire State Building 
and uh, the guy said, "You know, where are you guys from?" And and um, he he was the he was the tour guide, like he telling everybody about the fucking Empire State Building. Look over there, you can see yeah this and that, and, and um, he said, well, "You know, where are you guys from?" And we said, "We're Australia." Oh, you come from the land down under, you know? And we're like, "Oh fuck, we haven't heard that like fucking twenty times before today." And and um, he he the, that guy actually said. Um, I used to love that song in the 80s, except for the fact that my brother was in, I think he said the tea party. I think he said wow. the tea party. And that they had a, they, they were heading for a number one hit with the tea party. I can't remember what it would have been. And uh, Land Down Under was stopping them from reaching number one. He said, so I've always had a love-hate relationship with Land Down Under. And I was like, fucking hell. Like, you go to, you go to the other end of the earth and here's, here's the, well, the sort of brother of the tea party. I think it might have been. You sure it wasn't the Water Boys or something? Could have been. I, I wasn't sure about the band. I'm still not sure about the boys, yeah. the band name. and. Uh, because a lot of Aussie tracks had else. knocked off a lot of songs like What's the matter you hey knocked off fucking another staple, wasn't it? Tainted yes. Love or what was it? Yes. That's another one that gets done in fucking cover bands is Tainted Love. Fucking and look, hell. It's a boring song. It is. It's a bo- it does two things. Talks about love and hate. But, you know, musically it does two things. Yeah, right. true. Yeah. yeah. It's a very short yeah. song too. And you know what's another song that does two things? Is um, Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics. And I fucking love that song. Sweet Dreams is, is, is really, really good. And yeah. we haven't done that for a long time. It's hard to do, Sammy. It's, it's hard to pull off work? with a cover band. We've it's done it fucking very off. well. Who? We've done it in Rewind 80s fucking brilliantly. Mm, it's all keyboards, right. babe. Do, do, ah, do, do, do. Matty fault. plays that patch better than anyone. Yeah. He's d- That's exactly right. Matty's saying that people uh, lose their shit at the very beginning and then they're like, whatever. Because it sort of stays... It kind of stays in the mid-range, that song. It's fucking awesome. It's very cool, but it just sort of it doesn't launch at any point, you know? No, well, we used to do it at a place in St Kilda and it was Brad and Brad sang BVs and Zach was on guitar and it was all of what us. What place in St Kilda? Elephant and Wheelbarrow or whatever the fuck oh, it's yeah, called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did it every week and people fucking loved it. Ah. I've never sort of got a bad result from Sweet Dreams because especially with um, the times now that not every band can play it because it's very keyboard orientated or it's got to be on a track, you know. Uh, But I do love that. But I think there's better arrhythmic songs than that, absolutely. Absolutely, totally. But that's still a cover band staple. If you're going to do your rhythmics, you're going to do that one. Yeah. Because would yeah. I lie to you, you'd think that would be a great track to do, but they fucking don't get would I lie to you. Don't yeah. have a clue. And that yeah. was fucking huge That's a big sing for a chick too. Yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah. 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 It's not that yeah. bad. It's quite good. Her, it's isn't not her daughter is a singer I saw the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and up. she looks like her. 
She sounds like her. We'll have to look She's, into that. Yeah. yeah I'd no, love I've had to get look. an interview. Yeah, yeah, we could do that because mm. I think mum sort of manages her a little bit or produces right. her music. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is very, very good, but she's yeah. a sweetheart. But um, just can't get enough, mate. Let's talk about that shit oh. song. When I'm with you, baby, are you out of my head? See, I Doesn't, find it very hard to say anything bad about Depeche, but, but, um, um, yeah, it's like it's such a paint-by-numbers song. You know what I mean? It's like the result. You know, the, it's like the result is fantastic, but it's sort of to actually playing it, actually playing it from the inside. You're doing your shopping list in your head. Oh, you totally, know. totally. Like, and, oh, and if you went right, and did need, um, another great right, Depeche Mode track, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We used to make up bad dance routines to that to keep ourselves occupied. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. That's right. We used to just do... And to be honest, all that pantomime bullshit, I look forward to it. It's fun. It's, you know, it it makes it fun, you know. Yeah, Um, absolutely. What? It's a very big keyboard orientated Oh, it is a big keyboard. Yeah. But you know what? No one gets that fucking keyboard patch right, the fucking keyboard. It's shit out. It's a very specific sound too. Yeah. You've got to have you that know. exact sound. But if you went and did our favourite reach out and touch, you wouldn't get any punters coming to your gigs. No, no. They wouldn't give it, a fuck. It was a huge song but it sort of, for some reason, for some reason Depeche don't have like a quintessential Depeche song. You know what I mean? They've grown so much over time that you can't say, "Okay, that's that is Depeche Mode," because it doesn't it doesn't reflect either side of that song's release. You know what I mean? So it's very very hard to sum them up in one song. Well, people that think they just can't get enough is Depeche Mode also think they're a one-hit wonder, and they don't even exactly. know about the other stuff. Exactly. And that's the thing that's heartbreaking because it's like if you love this song, you should listen to the others, but they don't. Yeah. Now, speaking no. of one hit wonders, are we going to do a dicko? Yeah, let's do a one dick wonder. All right, guys, we've got a great one dick wonder for you. Sammy, hit him with it, baby. All right, I'll play it. I'll play it for you now.
right, so Katrina and the waves. Walking on sunshine. Oh, it's such a pleasure, isn't it? That song makes nah. me sick. It makes me want to fucking kill a drummer. It oh. makes me want to kill a drummer because every fucking drummer does not know the tempo of this song, <laughs> and they'll start too fast, and then it fucking loses its groove. It's fucked yeah. up. Yes. Right. I've never known a drummer to nail it. Yeah. Nick's pretty good, our drummer, but I've never known someone to really know where it sits. Yeah, yeah. It's a and little it's bit too happy for me, this song. It's just fucking boring. Walking in she's sunshine. She's not walking on sunshine. She's fucking very average looking. She wears bad makeup. When I she's think of sunshine, I think she's of on. sunshine here in the western suburbs. And this, you know, this ain't the soundtrack to walking in sunshine in the western suburbs. For a start, you'd be running, um, you know, running from the train station to home as fast as you could so you don't get knifed. No, I love sunshine. Um, Well, it was never usually that big in the cover band scene. It's only sort of become a staple starting song for the last 15 years. You know why? I think it's filler. I think it's filler. It's It's definitely stocking uh, filler, yeah. It's like, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, yeah, Walking on Sunshine, people like that, you know. It's the pair of handkerchiefs you get for Christmas for your dad. Exactly right. It's the box of handkerchiefs. Now, do you know much about old Katrina or all the waves? Fucking don't care about it. Right, all right. Don't fucking care. Um, Did they have another hit? Nah. Nah. No, not really. All right, ripper. This is a real one, Dick Wonder, and I think... It happened in a few movies. It was in a couple of movies. But Katrina and the Waves, horrible fucking name for a band anyway, really. Yeah, that's right. All right, Sammy, what do we say to our one dick wonder? Scream it. Nice one, dick. Fantastic. That's right. Uh, Good on you, one dick wonder. There we go, Katrina. Now, look. Largely why we sort of thought we would do this episode is it it racks our brains as musos when we want to do a song that is fucking awesome, which feels cool, which is such a pleasure to play and it just seems so, so awesome. And then you play it. And it just doesn't resonate with the crowd. And the, you know, the flip side of that is playing a song that is just like easy to learn, boring to play, uh, you know, repetitive, um, not particularly musically challenging or memorable. But for some reason, the audience just fucking loves it. And you got to pay your bills. So you play it. You know, it's something that's really mind boggling for a muso. And Maddie and I were in a band called Night Version together. And we basically, what we tried to do was okay, if we are going to do covers, let's do shit that we absolutely love. Because if we love it, the audience are going to love it, you know? And we, we sort of, tried to find a middle ground as a genre and that middle ground was dark rock. So when I say dark rock guys out there, I mean like uh, Depeche Mode, Marilyn Manson, lots of sort of um, emo bands, lots of darker new wave bands. 
um, which which is called dark wave. It's like a subgenre, and a lot of those bands like coming right through the nineties, right through the early two thousands. So we weren't sort of um, just doing some uh, things from the seventies or eighties. We were going right through, but it was all sort of dark, edgy stuff that we really loved, and we we knew that those bands fan bases really loved. Uh, and look, to be honest, we did a fucking great job at them. Um, and we got some great gigs. Like still to this day, one of the gigs that we did with Night Version was probably the best best gig I've ever played. And that was... Um, Grace Jones uh, one. Opening, yeah, opening mm. the Alandra Hotel mm. with Grace Jones. That was just mind-boggling, you know. It wasn't an yeah. easy gig. It wasn't an easy gig, but there was just something magic about it, you know. Uh, and um, uh, the thing was with that band night version was that we did have a very dedicated following that absolutely loved it but not enough people, not enough of the mainstream were into these songs where they sort of ate it up, you know, and that was the whole problem. And this is the sort of, I guess, the whole problem with doing a cover band is you have to sort of appeal to the masses and appealing to the masses is very, very difficult. Yeah, well, that was a, a, a very different time as well. I mean, I can go back to 88 where mm-hmm. you walked into a piano bar and all piano players would play was Billy Joel, fucking all these fucking shit piano songs. Yeah. And then the sequencer came in. So when the sequencer came in, the music changed for duos and trios. Yep. And people started to hear Holiday or they started to hear some dance stuff that they'd never heard before because you could program all your keyboards. Yeah. And that was one side of the industry. But to get a band because in a lot of the time in the early 80s they only paid for duos and trios because they wouldn't pay for a band. Um, they were quite big, the duos and trios scene in the 80s, the late 80s. It was yeah. like the way everyone went. It was like, oh, we could just get three players and people will love it. Then when the bands came back in and they were doing stuff, uh, they eventually just fell into this pocket of doing the same sort of stuff together because they all followed each other to see who was the best. Yeah. And then they'd look at the band and go, oh, fuck, that song works. We'll take that. And I think it's just escalated over the years. And the time you started Night Version, you were also prostituting your fucking arse off with a shit cover band and what you needed was change and at that time change had just been fucked up a little bit, you know what I mean? Like people yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. wanted to hear the same old shit that we'd been doing in the puppets. Yeah. Um, but before the puppets, I was doing Kids in America and uh, 99 Luft Balloons, and that was very new and very – people were loving to hear that because they were open to change. It just okay. got a little bit shit in the early 2000s. People just Mm. didn't want to hear. But in saying that, you were also stopped by the fucking puppet master in getting gigs through an agency. Yes. There was a lot of fucking – I mean, people have got to understand. People have got to understand it's not just about the music. There's a lot of politics when it comes to 
agents, when it comes to other band members, when it comes to fucking stuff that yeah. you don't see behind the scenes. True. And and um it's 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 a very, very competitive Arena, the cover band and tribute band world. Because whereas with, um, I don't know, I find I find um, originals, the original scene, quite friendly between bands. Absolutely, um, because your your reputation is everything, everything. And if you're a bit of a fuckhead, um, you know, you you if you're a bit of a fuckhead. <laughs> Word will get around, you know. Well, word will get around, and people won't want to work with you. You know, that's right. Um, you only have to sort of dog someone, and if the story is bad enough and it gets around, you won't you won't get any work. You know, um, but it's slightly different with cover bands and tribute bands. It seems like there's sort of there's finite amount of venues. And they all fight over those venues and, like, yeah. who owns them and who's their turf. And if any new bands come in trying to sort of do an idea that's similar to your idea, like similar to your act, it's like, oh, there's so much, like, fucking, you know, shit like managers of other bands calling venues and bad-mouthing your name and, and you know, saying you're all on drugs and saying you're on unprofessional and saying this and saying that and trying to lose you gigs, like actively trying to lose you gigs. And it's yeah. like the music industry is so fucking hard. Why would you want to make it harder for other people, your peers, you know, other people who are in your industry? I, I just cannot fathom that kind of mentality. It's just the and, one and the thing more that drives me Yeah, crazy. that's right. And the more time they spend on that, the the more time or we've got to actually make their band look stupid because they're spending exactly. so much time on getting on Facebook going, today I was fucking told that my dick was too small and everyone knows our dick's big and we've leaped, this venue has been nothing but about us and they're going to suffer for the fucking... I remember reading The Puppet Master going, you're a fucking dickhead. Mm. You're not the best cover band around because... I've been in a lot of like because I mean I've only charted. We're talking. We're a, talking about somebody, a very specific person who. But uh, not was just a, him. A Even band manager with, in Melbourne. With um, so another band I was in, um, which I did a similar thing where I dressed up and blah blah blah, and we all dressed up. It was in bondage gear. In bondage gear. That's right. We all dressed up in bondage gear. <laughs> there was always. A competition even between players, and that's where oh, it gets a bit wrong. Worse. Oh, yeah, God. it gets even worse. So it's like if you leave this, like they used to say to me, if you leave this band, you're not going to work again. What I the knew fuck? that if I left the band, they would never work again. Mate. My God, yeah. Because half the shit that they'd done, I'd actually gone. You need to do this. You need to do that. The direction was all wrong. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's sort of, as I say, the music industry is very hard and it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Not every muso is a big sort of uh, loud extrovert, you know. Musos are people that like sort of 
basically living simply and just hanging out with their mates and often they just want to play music and have a laugh. You know, they're not... They, they don't particularly want to get up in front of people. They, they, they have to, though, for their music, for their career, you know. So um, it, it can be very, very confronting even for the most extroverted person to get up in front of 200 people, 500 people, 1,000 people, you know what I mean? Some, some nights you just don't feel like getting fucking looked at and heckled and blah, 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 you know, especially if you're feeling a bit pissed off or a bit vulnerable. So if you've got, the thing is, if you've got a really strong relationship with your band, you can get up in front of fucking 50,000 people, 100,000 people. You know, if you guys are a unit within the band, um, you 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 feel invincible because the people the people that you care about most are the people who you're on stage with. But if you don't have that within the band, you've got nothing. Like if you're sort of competitive within the band, yeah, you've got nothing. You've, it's like your legs are cut out from under you. You know. I had a drummer of our band come up to me and tell me another band had said I had a shit voice. Right now, why how the does fuck he? Ex- would he say that? That's exactly right. And Even if resonated- he did have a shit voice, why did you? Why would he bring that up? Exactly. There was no community in that band anymore because you know they all meet fucking chicks and want to root chicks, and they're all fucking crazy. So yeah. at the end of the day, you're the chick they want to get rid of. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. happens. Um, yeah. And I don't care where they go from here as long as they're not in my fucking house. I couldn't give a shit. But. And it resonated with me and then I went, I would never say to you as a drummer, you're a fucking shit drummer and everyone thinks you're a fuckwit. Why, why would, fu- why how would I do that? How does that help your confidence? How, how is that going to help, help my the market? show? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean and, and the problem was I didn't tell him enough that he was a fuckwit so he thought he could get on top of me and tell me. So there's that dynamic of not really telling people the truth and then all of a sudden – they think they're bigger than you because you've actually yeah. been really humble about it. You've held off. Yeah. And that's what yep. happened with the fucking monkeys after the puppet show. The monkeys thought they had invented this incredible fucking singer up the front and I already knew what I was doing before they fucking entered the room. It's like a David Attenborough documentary meets play it school. It is. Isn't it? It is. It so yeah. is, right? <laughs> it is. You've tuned in to your ABC. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All now right, let's pick tell, it up and keep going. I, We've got a I few did, more. Yeah, I did promise a punter that we would tell our New Year's Eve story oh, as a did band. Ya? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aren't you great for I, promising Now, this shit. is the thing. We were in a band together. We were very close as fucking people. We still are, you bitch. Oh, yeah, but like I don't see fucking monkey anymore on the drums. I don't see oh, fucking, you another, know what I mean? Another yeah. person from the doco, yeah. 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 Uh, so we had New Year's Eve together after a gig. What year was it, do you reckon? Oh, God, it must have been 2005? 2005 so we go coming back, into 2006 yes, perhaps. Yes, it would have been. It would have no, been, even six into seven. No, it was wow. fun. This is what old people do. Like it was <laughs> 1960. No, it can't have been 1963 because 64 was the year that the fire came through. 
you know. So we're kind of all shit. getting smashed, okay? So it's a New Year's Eve. New Year's all, Eve. We've yeah, done a gig. We've made lots house. of money. Did well, we, we get a limo? We didn't get a limo. Did we get a limo? No, we didn't. We were toying no, we with a limo. But. We were. But we got back to the gig. We had our night sorted. We had the eskies full, the house decorated. Yes. We were yes. so excited. Oh, it was exciting, wasn't it? That's right. I was very excited that night. We all were. A well, lot we happened was, that night. We were having, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the thing that I want to talk about is... 2005 into 2006, we have this New Year's Eve party and there's a weird energy in the room. There, weird energy in the room, right? So I am pretty drunk and now smoking cigarettes. No, then. I wish. Okay. I was what? God, how old would I have been back then? 54. Oh, okay, yep, yep. 35? <laughs> yep. So... I'm at that age where I'm not too old to drink and I'm not too young to worry about it. Yes. So we were having a drink and I, when I'm drunk, I like to tell people the truth. I like to tell people the truth whenever. Now this it, this New Year's party happened in a miner's cottage. If you're from Melbourne, you might know what a miner's cottage is. It's one of those little houses where they're all stacked together in the inner city suburbs and this was in Middle Park, Nessing Kilda. And sort yeah. of miner's cottage is where you've it's single fronted and you've got a hallway running from the front door right to the backyard. And then so you've got all your rooms on your right or your left, all on your right or your left. So you normally you'll have Bedroom, bedroom, lounge, kitchen, bathroom, backyard. You know, like it'll run like that. It's a really simple sort of – the miners were poor and these are the houses they used to live in. So yeah. everyone's sort of packed into this long corridor of a house. Yeah. And we just went fucking crazy that night. It, it um, um, yeah, there was a fire and – remember there was a fire? We had tea light candles on top of the TV and the tea light candles heated up. And, and the metal on the tea light candles melted through the casing of the TV and set the TV on fire. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that and was And we right. got up the next morning and there was black shit everywhere. Well, we had to put the fire out. We had to put and, the fire out and, and somebody and got water and I'm like, no! No, exactly. I remember going, I was laughing, I was so drunk, but it was like a ride. But anyway, I was quite protective over the musos in the band and – yeah. We all brought our partners and the drummer had brought his partner, which she was a little dancer. I think she even danced on the night, didn't she? We all danced on the night. We were doing like formation dancing, remember? And all the the chicks were up dancing and all the guys were like sitting down pissed like going. No, 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 no. I'm talking at at the gig. Didn't we use dancers on that night? Mm, And she was dancing with another fucking. I I thought they were dancing. There were two girls dancing and. We'd just done a gig together on New Year's Eve. We had two extra dancers, which weren't that Who great. Who was the anyway. other dancer? Brunette chick. Kind of cute. Who? Can't remember her name. I don't know. Can't remember that. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so this – we're all sitting on the table outside and this fucking little dancer who's dating the drummer says to me, they've just moved in together, yeah? And she was a really emotional drunk. So some people and fucking yeah. light up and she would just start crying and like, <laughs> I've got issues. So Sammy's like, you know, Sammy's like sort of giving us some life coaching. And she says to me, 
You know what? I've moved in with the drummer who's got a name but I'm not going to name him and I feel bad because I'm a dancer and what if I get an audition in Disneyland and I have to fly away and leave the house? Is he going to be able to handle that? Yeah, it she was, was worried about the, the commitment of, you know, living, being so committed, living with this guy and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's oh, right. God. Yeah. So I'm super drunk and I'm like, fucking <laughs> dancers are fucking dumb at the bloody best of times. And you had tell just them what had I said. Enough, you had just had enough of listening to her finally. Well, she was trying crying. To be like, you, and you're trying to like going, you know, it's all right, babe, it's fine, you'll be right. And then finally Sammy turns around and goes, hey, if he, <laughs> if, if you want to go to fucking Disneyland and dress <laughs> up as fucking Minnie Mouse or Donald Duck, <laughs> you go and fucking do it. You don't think, you don't think if David Bowie called him tomorrow and asked him to fucking to- tour the world with his band that he wouldn't just drop everything and go? Like Sammy just gave it to her and she was just like taken aback like, hoo, hoo, hoo. She just didn't know what to do. She cried. She'd stared she at me for crying. five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She started crying. The thing was, though, was she looked at me and stared at me like, how the fuck do you have the balls to say that? But I knew she wouldn't remember it the next day. That was so a I just wild let her night. But that the was ones, a wild night. But the, the ones that remembered it was you and your partner at the time. Well, yeah. And you I, SMSed me during the week and I thought I'd hurt your feelings. Oh, like I really? Thought, oh, yeah. Why? I got really paranoid that when? Um, this week? I'd upset someone. This no, week? Like, yeah, this week, yeah. Really? Yeah, About I was really – I was just that I'd been too straight out with her. No. And you were only joking. No, you idiot. I was so funny. And then oh, you started awesome. laughing and I was like, yeah, it wasn't that awesome. No, see, yeah, that was a great – can you remember I came out and drag? <laughs> yes. I came out with a fucking wig and hot pants on and shit and to make everyone laugh. And then yeah. I was then I was racing from the front door to the back gate, back to the front door and seeing how fast I could go. That was oh, another I thing. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I also proposed to my girlfriend that night. Oh, you fucking fucking hell. did. And, yeah, and I did it in bed. I did it in bed and she had another chick in bed with nothing sus. They were just crashed <laughs> out. They were just crashed out. But I sort of Who climbed the in the bed. I can't say her name. But was it the same name that I told yes. to go to Disneyland? Oh, hilarious. Yes. Yeah, she was a yeah. big lezo. She was a big lezo for was sure. She? Oh, fuck yeah. Because she, so she went so on a was, boat cruise and started... Passion chicks left, right, and center. Oh, how? It, oh, I remember yeah, that yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. She used to. Um, she gave did, off the biggest lesbian vibe. Anyway, so um, <laughs> that was a that was a wild night. I sort of came to sort of two days later, and um, I was engaged. <laughs> oh, oh, I was engaged, and Maddie tells me now that that he was like as soon as when he woke up in the morning, and Sammy was like Jay and. Gay. Oh, fuck, I said her name. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll have to beat that. Anyway, so so um, 
Yeah, Maddie, Maddie woke up in the morning and said, you were, you were like, Jay and her are engaged. And he like went, yeah, that won't last. <laughs> but we got seven years out of her. So that's, that, yeah, you know, that's, that's an right. eternity it's in Hollywood. Fucking oath. Hey. Absolutely. And they seven were years fun years, to be honest. Yeah. They were Look, fun fucking not years. Easy just to got be. married too young. Well, you were young. I was. <laughs> You're such a bitch. I mean, you know. Oh, you're such a we, bitch. We were chasing the fucking egg train we're, at that we stage. We were too excited. We were too, too excited. excited, Sammy. Mate, you know, it's good to be excited, you know. Sometimes you've got to be excited. Remember she'd go <laughs> Remember she'd go away for work and and I'd have you guys over like, oh, let's – we used to have these – They were we used to call them um, Steve's and that was short yes. for Stupid Evening Steve. That's and it was right. like a code word, do you want to have a Steve? And um, she would go away for work interstate and we'd have a fucking Steve and just have the time of our fucking life. Yeah, we'd like yeah. go on a bit of a pub crawl and then go back to my place and we'd we'd be up until dawn, bloody doing photo Get shoots. Naked. Remember, we did a photo, a nude photo shoot yes, in the street, and you I were like, do. you were laid out on my car bonnet, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like all flanking the car, like with our hands over our cock and balls. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rip had his fucking leg on the bumper bar with holding his dick yeah, sack. That's like, right. Fucking like, fucking hell. how's it gone? Yeah, you know, we just got way too confident in your street. And the neighbours are getting up driving past thinking what the fuck's going on. But I remember deleting those photos because I thought they're on your woman's camera. He's going to forget and and I started deleting them. What have you been up to since I was away? Oh, it's Bible reading. Oh, I don't think you did. I don't think you did. You're on my – I don't know. Was it your car we were posing on? Yes, the Peugeot. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. The silver Peugeot. We just all got naked, fucking ran around the street. That's what you do, though. And we'd well, like go. We'd go down the beach and have a swim, and <laughs> we'd walk down the beach. Remember, because it was like two blocks away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. and we were fucking young and banging. That's right, mate. Fucking now we're hot old and, and ready to go. We were. Yeah. Absolutely. It was like it was like a brother and sister relationship. Yeah. Except if for you when lived Maddie in Tasmania and you're all yeah, rooted well, yeah. the sister. Yeah. Well, then then it turned very <laughs> nasty, didn't it? It did turn a bit nasty. Um, oh, God. Everyone oh, got scared. we laughed, didn't we? We got so drunk. How about we talk about a few more cover staples? Yeah. <laughs> well, what about right. this one? Yeah. Boys in town, mate. Oh, I did think of this uh, earlier tonight. Earlier tonight. Yeah. I, You know, I haven't heard it attempted by that many cover bands except for us. Yeah, no, they do it. We have done science fiction and it's fucking great, but people kind of don't get it. Science fiction's a tricky song. No, it's too cool. It's too cool. Yeah, too cool. Um, We have done... I'm going to change and do a couple of other Divinal songs this year and I also think... Like what? Do another Pat Benatar. Um, I'd like to do... Divinals. Not one of their really big singles. I want to do something. Because the thing with our band is I do like to think outside the square because I always sort of Outside have, the box, you walk. Outside the box. 
Akshuddha Squish. Above the squish. Yeah. I like to think above the squish. Outside my square. I would like to do. Ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. Hey, little boy. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll just look at us. But, you know, yeah. I think things might change yeah. this time around after ISO. You could probably play Mary Had a Little Lamb and people are going to love it. You could do Pleasure and Pain. Pleasure and Pain's a good one. I've done that before with another band. Yeah. Pleasure and Pain's a great one. We could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd always yeah. put Boys in Town in. Uh, but it's we just do a rocking song. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's a great certainly. song. Certainly get shredded by fucking band. Not that I've heard too many people attempt it. It's a difficult it's a difficult one to get the kind of ferocity of, you know? You need to kind of They can't sing song. it. Yeah, they can't yeah. sing it. I've yeah. heard well the puppets do it and they the kids can't sing it. Yeah, yeah. They can't fucking sing it. Yeah. Especially when it comes up to um uh, where's the bit where she screams? They try and sing that bit. You don't sing it. You scream it like you're on yeah. Wentworth. You don't yeah. fucking sing it. Yeah. You don't put it me- melodic. It was a fucking scream. That's Never right. understood when kids do that shit. And, well, yeah. Never, you, know. you got Play another balls. one? You I do another. have another one. Will mm-hmm. the next one be our last one, do you think? Yeah, I reckon. Shall we polish it off with this? Polish it off. That's I'll do some honourable mentions and then I'll do our last one. All right? Yep. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Now, of course, every breath you take, that is oft attempted by the police. I've heard that just absolutely destroyed. In fact, anything by the police is a little bit difficult for a cover band to pull off. You're with me? And um, (laughs) also things like Take Me Back by Noiseworks. In fact, uh, Noiseworks are a tricky one, although I reckon we should throw in, uh, what's that one? You know, Noiseworks. Well, not take me back. The other one. Not take me back. The fast one. Touch. No, not touch. Oh, no lies. No lies. No lies. Great Do track. It again. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- See, that would absolutely. be a good one because not many people have attempted that. No, that's right. And that right. would be a, a little bit thinking out of the box. Yes, and it's got a really cool intro. It's got an awesome. It's got a great intro. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, uh, another one which I might. Finish us off on Sammy. I think it's a Newcastle band, and I can't believe we haven't brought them up before in our Bogan Rock pub pub rock uh, episode a few eps back, and that's Screaming Jets with Better. Yeah, not a fan. It's that eighty nine, isn't it? Yeah, like right yeah. at the end of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It, um, they had a huge following in Australia, a massive following in Australia. And so, therefore, they've got a bit of... Uh, this song is like a, a tried and tested pub rock song. So you will often hear cover bands having a go at this. It's not an overly big sing. Um, it's a fantastic song. It's a fantastic song. Um Screaming Jets, I don't think are like overly musically sophisticated or anything that, or anything like that. I don't think they try to be, um, but yeah, I, uh, in 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 another way, I think they're the only ones that can 
really sing this song and get away with it, you know? He's they got were a cover band. Voice. He does. Yeah. They were a cover band as well. Yeah. And, and uh, they started chucking a few originals into their, into their set and this was one of them. Absolutely. And that's one thing we've got to bring up. Some of these songs that are staple songs in a cover band are the songs that have kept these bands in the fucking market. And I'm going to have to mention it, Funky Town by Pseudo Echo, you can play that and we've got the experience of Matty Bean in Pseudo Echo, so he's done it as a cover band and in the actual band. Yep. They can't get enough of that song and without that song, there's no fucking show, mate. Yeah. So Better by the Screaming Jets, that's their staple song. they got to do it. You know? Even Guns N' Roses, Sweet Shot of Mine. Yes, How many people right. want that fucking song? Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. Great song, but I don't think it's one of their best songs. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's, um, there's, there's one thing I hate about Better. Yeah. It goes for too long. It's got too many endings. You know how at the end they fucking really speed the shit out of it and see how fast mm-hmm. they can play it? I'm like, nah, sorry. That, Do you know it's, where it's, the I, it's like ham acting, you know? It's like I reckon sorry, that comes guys. from blister in the sun. I reckon oh, the yeah. blister, it's sort of a little bit blister in the sunish. Possibly, dun, I hate dun, it. Dun, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I hate it. And they're probably going, too. why does that song work so? Well, I hate it too. Yeah. But I'm sure that when you see a song that's on videos and you must go, well, why does that work? Oh, it must yeah. be because people get primitive at the end and fucking start. Singing shit. Let's Look, you give can it a really go. imagine them closing their show, closing their set with their biggest song, um, and the crowd just being spastic drunk. You imagine like a hot night in Newcastle, and they they've played their whole set, and uh, or, you know the whole crowd has just come to largely see one song. And um, yeah, yeah. You're your but in the eighties, they know? wouldn't have. In the eighties, like even when I bring up. Uh, Fucking, you could bring up Send Me an Angel. You could yes. bring up Funky Town. Send yes. Me an Angel. That's huge in America. People Absolutely. bring it up and go, oh, my God, Send Me an Angel from Australia. Do you know that band? Do you know those guys? It was released a couple of times. It was, it, yeah. It, um, yeah, it was a huge club dance track. And it was also a song that one of the football teams used, the Angels, as oh, their yeah. fucking song. So they made 20 grand each time it was played on the stadium. Wow. When they kicked a goal. Send me an angel. So that's how the Americans got to know that. But when it comes to bands like this, it's not particularly their best song. It's just they've probably done something, a movie, or it's come up somewhere and people have just latched onto it. Because in the 80s, we went and saw Pseudo Echo, not for fucking Funky Town, we went to see every one of their songs. The yeah, crowds exactly. have changed now where they want to hear fucking Send Me an Angel or Funky Town or, Well, they you want know. their kind of, like, these days, they want their fucking Instagram moment. They want to kind of record the footage of them at the gig live. So they it's basically bragging that I was out at a gig fucking and I saw this band and I had a great time, look at me. And, and so it's like... So that the so that their audience on social media gets um, gets recognition straight away of where they're at, they will they will record the big hit song. You know what I mean? They 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 get their Instagram moment and they're happy. You know? 
Yeah, even before that though, like I remember 80s Enough when they were asking bands to come up and sing a song. Yep. And I remember them asking Brian Mannix and Scott Kahn and this is how this whole resurgence, I can I remember it in Melbourne, how these artists became thinking, oh, well, we can go out and do our stuff again yep. because there's no music industry anymore and people are starting to look back in the future, you know what I mean, like back yes, to where absolutely. they came. Yep. So that's when people sort of started going, well, if these songs are strong enough, we can hold a whole set. Because yeah. I actually think, I'm going to say this, Uncanny X-Men are one of the best live bands I've seen yes. in the last couple of years that have reformed. Have they reformed? I think they, yeah, they did a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian's I still saw got them. his voice. Brian's yeah, still got Brian's his voice. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. And I think Uncanny X-Men, when I saw them when Maddie toured with them at the Mulwala Ski Club, were the fucking ultimate in sound. They had all their sounds down and and – Brian's a fantastic front person. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And you yeah. can't really say that too much about the bands. I wonder why he hasn't sort of done it sooner, you know what I mean? He sort of The boys don't want to get back together. Ah, put your own this fucking band together. Do yeah, what but do you... what fucking do what um do what Brian did, you know? Yeah, but sometimes that may not be something people want to do, babe. I reckon Brian I reckon um Mannix could um could do that, you know, like basically. Well, basically he does do it with Scotty, though. So why would he do it again without the original band members? You know what I mean? But is it? He's already doing it. Is it X Men though, or is it no, no, Brian no, it's Mannix? Just, it's Brian Mannix. But if so, you were, yeah. if you were Scott Kahn, and you had Brian Mannix in your show, you wouldn't yeah. really be encouraging another show with the Mannix nah, unless fair it was enough. the original players. Yeah, I yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and yeah. It, why would you fucking put together a half-assed band if you're already making your music? They don't have to be half-assed. They can be like fucking awesome. They're just not necessarily the uh, the uh, original guys, you know, whatever. We're not saying half-assed in sound but if you're already making 500 a gig doing a fucking showcase with five other artists, why the fuck would you be bothered putting a band together and making the same money? Exactly. Yeah, good you, point. You, your dates start to clash. It's a fucking yep. waste of time. Yep. Yet with an original Uncanny X-Men you'll get pure gold, you'll get all the fucking big gigs where you get more money. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's just it, it's something that I think they've held off on. And That's right. Kids in the Kitchen sort of did it too. They held off on reforming. Yeah. None of them really wanted to go there again and – when they did reform, the fucking corner hotel was smashed with people wanting to That's hear this right. stuff. That's right, exactly. Did you right. go to that night? Yes. The corner, yeah, yeah, with kids. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes it is good to hold off. Yeah. Because fans do know the original people. Yeah, absolutely. And they it's love when, it. Yeah, it's when they were young. They remember everything that was going on. So They've it's a tried nice to bang them for of, years. That's right. And they're going to have another chance now, now that everyone's old and desperate. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, no, I remember in the cover band scene in about the 90s when music was 
80s music sort of wasn't selling as much. Everyone joined cover bands. And I was in a cover band with Scotty Khan and I was in a cover band with Brian Mannix. I was in a fucking show called Countdown with Brian Mannix. He started writing shows and stuff. Because there was just no one was interested in hearing the 80s stuff. It's just in the last 25 years where people are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's lasted longer than the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very interesting, very informative episode there. I hope we've sort of, for the people listening at home or on the train, no, well, not in Melbourne, you won't be on the train unless you're going to the police station (laughs) Uh, because we're still in lockdown, unfortunately. The rest of Australia is sort of, um, you know, enjoying some freedom, but, um, yeah, not for us yet. Fingers crossed. I'll be on the train. A huge, a huge shout out to all our Melbourne compadres who are doing it tough at the moment and mm. um, in ISO. I hope you've got your heads down and your masks on and you're just doing the right thing because, you know, we've got to get our numbers down so that I can fucking get home for Christmas for God's sake. Yeah, so, well, that's right. Yes. Yeah. God, come on. Absolutely. Let's get it over and done with for God's sake. Anyway. All right, guys. Good on you. This the 80s montage. Please, if you enjoy the show, please like, rate, subscribe and review. Give us a fantastic review. Write to us on the reviews. Write us a little love letter on the reviews. That would be awesome. On iTunes, you can you can give us a great review on iTunes and give us five stars if you don't mind. There's something just – there's something about giving five stars that just makes you cock bigger, doesn't it, Sammy? Well, I had a listen to Gavin Wood's podcast the other day. I'll give yeah, him a plug. Yeah, but did you hear me? Yeah, well, I was just going to say I gave him five stars. Oh, you brought up Gavin and I brought up Big Cox and I just wondered oh, if you Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you'd have to give us five stars, wouldn't you? You would, you would. People have given us a couple of less stars though. One person's given us fucking four stars and I'm yeah. going to hunt them down and find out <laughs> who it fucking was. <laughs> well, they're probably doing a, it to fucking... Get under well, me you know. skin. Yeah. 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 Clearly we deserve five. So, you know, don't muck around. Fucking hell. And we're right. on the 80smontage.com is That's the website. That's right. And you, you can, can look join at, as a Patreon, can't where you? Where did we go? We crossed over in the charts this week in a country I'd never heard of. Granada? Granada. I don't know where the fuck that is. Africa. Is Might it? have been the Live Aid special. Is it Africa really? Uh, Caribbean, yeah. Well, that's not Africa. You... Hang on, let me have a look. Have a look, babe, because you'll understand it more than me. It's in Spain, babe. Is it? It's a region in Spain. Oh, wow. It's a region in Spain. I'm going to Spain. Absolutely. Mate, if I could move to Spain now, I would fucking go. Absolutely, but we can't. Wouldn't you? I'm so desperate to go on holidays. I know. It's very hard, isn't it? Never mind. Guys, if you were to come on board as a patron, you would be really helping us out, sort of keeping the wheels turning and keeping them all well-oiled and our bodies well-oiled and, you know. Our alcohol beverages up. That's right. You could rub the oil in if you wanted, uh, depending on what subscription you'd be par- you, you're part of. You can do a $1. You can do $3, I believe, $5. But for $10... 
you get extra episodes. And we record those episodes after the normal ones. So it's when we fucking well say what we fucking well want. That's right. We certainly do. Pretty much. We're yeah. pretty fucking smashed. Good on you guys. I hope you've joined, uh, enjoyed our little trip down memory lane and our little study of cover songs that, you know, are very difficult to pull off. All right. That's what she said. Thank you. This is the 80s montage. I'm Jay Jovi. I'm Sammy Hardon. And if it's music, mateys or cool, cool shit, shit from, from the, the 80s, 80s, we're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal. Tuck, tuck, pickies. Tuck, tuck, pickies. And stop.